0: Six-pack double feature. Two friends, two movies, two mics, and too much beer. Today, the guys scour the wastelands in search of answers and end up with a serious case of scurvy with Waterworld and The Postman. Is Jerry the contractor here? The sun. For millions of years, the source of life. But for one planet, the source of its demise. The temperatures climbed. The vast fields of ice at its poles melted and the oceans rose. Centuries later, few people remain on this planet once called Earth. Among them, a man who still searches. A woman who still hopes and the small child, who carries the secret to a new beginning. In this place they know only as Waterworld. Got there. Well, I have the banquet beer. Just, just Coors heavy. Straight up Coors
1: Golden. I figured if he had, if the deacon had anything on his table, it was going to be <laughs> going to be the banquet beer.
0: I don't know. <laughs> That's good. I'm <laughs> drinking Coors Light because it's close to water. <laughs> it is very close. Um, we were talking before. And you said, I've got one of two trailers.
1: I didn't even get the second one out once I told you that the first one was narrated by uh, James Earl Jones. I
0: said, go with that one. Yep. It's not the one. Everyone knows the, uh, in the future, the polar ice caps have melted. We all know that one. Or at least all of us that really like Waterworld know that one.
1: That's the one I was familiar with. But this was like the first or second one that pulled up, and it was what I clicked on. I'm like, that's not the one I'm used to hearing.
0: Like a year, you said a year before the movie came I'm going to guess. This may have been like... Ninety-four-ish because yeah. Waterworld came out in ninety-five.
1: Uh, yeah, and so I—it was kind of odd, and I thought it was kind of special, so I saved both, figuring you would probably go for the James Bond. It's, it's
0: just so—it's so it's so, it's so different. It's so odd, and well, it there makes it sound boy, like a much we, better movie
1: than it was. <laughs> well, I, it made it sound like it was a much seriouser movie.
0: Here's my plot. You ready for this? This yes, real quick. Please. Climate change melted the ice caps, and the Earth is now an ocean where Kevin Costner is Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for stopping by, everybody. See you next week. (laughs) Don't forget to tip your waitress. (laughs) By the way, this is Six Pack Double Feature. He's (laughs) Travis. And he's Nathan. That's the first time we haven't screwed that up. Yeah. (laughs) Um. And uh, if you haven't figured it out, today's episode, at least the first half, is Waterworld.
1: Yeah. We're uh, we're going to visit a pair of Kevin Costner a post-apocalyptic
0: films that The second one? Ten Cup. Yeah. That uh, <laughs> completely derailed his career. Uh, from the first time I saw this movie, I loved this movie. I love Waterworld. It's it's cheese corn fun. It is. In the filtered through Kevin Costner's piss. <laughs> <laughs> well, filter through that little contraption. Well,
1: that's you know? the only other thing that felt appropriate to drink, and I just didn't have a bottle of Kevin Costner's piss.
0: <laughs> so... <laughs> no, you've got course. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: that's, that's right. It's the chubby bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Costner's chubby. Kevin Costner's chubby bottle. Yeah, because that's what my first impression knows the first one was. It can't get any better with the movie opening with Kevin Costner drinking his own piss. Come on. And I remember sitting in the theater and some guy either in a row ahead of me <laughs> said, well, I guess if you filter it. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't think that science is
0: right, but Water World, okay. Waterworld, sponsored by Brita. <laughs> Water for life. <laughs> uh... I saw this in the drive-in. I believe the drive-in for the first time. Right. Um, I'm struggling. Actually, I'm struggling to remember. It was either theater or drive-in because those were the options I had as a kid, where I'm from. But this was a summer movie, so by the end of the summer, it would have been at the dollar theater, which is where we went, or the drive-in, which right. was also cheap, which okay. is where we went. So by the time I got around to seeing it, the the hype was like. There were two camps. There were, this is god awful. What a what a colossal. Turd, because I get—I don't know that why everyone expected from the guy that did Dances with Wolves and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, expected him to all of a sudden do Star Wars, and then there was the camp where it's like, this is the greatest movie ever. It's the scope of it is so cool. Yeah, and because you can't—you can't put it anywhere on Earth as you know it. It—it's a water world. <laughs> <laughs> His face off. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I seriously I love this movie since the first time I saw it. It's a good cable movie. It it's, really is. It's one of those
1: ones where if you just come across it and you're like, it hey, is yeah, a cable
0: movie. It is a, definitely it definitely is it is. It is. And you don't you don't have those anymore.
1: No, but, not really. Um, not like you used to. Even just ten, fifteen years ago, it's just you come across it. You're like, ah, eh, I don't have anything else to go on this afternoon. I'm gonna finish watching Waterworld because, with surprisingly enough, I hadn't watched it in probably a decade. Oh wow! At least maybe longer. Yeah. It's just been a while. I had it, I think, on VHS ages ago, but I never ended up getting it on DVD. And I came across it on HBO, and I'm like, sweet. And so that's where I
0: watched it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so it only f- seems appropriate that I came across rewatching
0: Waterworld on HBO. Did you know that urine is sterile? That's right. You can drink it. But as far as pacing, what do you think about it's? I mean, it's it's Kevin Costner pacing. It's yeah the guy that did a three hour, and I've never seen Dances with Wolves. I just remember my mom talking about how ungodly long it is.
1: Yeah, it's it is long. Well, man, have you ever seen the? The director's cut. It's just. I think it's just over f- four hours.
0: Jesus Christ!
1: Really? Yeah. It, I enjoy it, but I like that. I like that movie. I like that story, but it's not for everyone. And so I don't go. Hey, you know what I got for you? <sighs> Here's Dances with Wolves. Here's Dances with Wolves. Oh wait, this, no, it's not the three-hour version. It's the four-hour version. You're, Say, wait, Nathan, what? I'm having trouble
0: sleeping lately. Um, can you provide any I sort got of the director's cut right here? <laughs>
1: It's like Fistful of Dollars had a three-way with Pirates of the Caribbean and Mad Max, and then the movie was raised on Robin Hood.
0: <laughs> Robin Hood is its stepdad?
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly, because it kind no, of has all those feels on it. And when, when a movie like that hits like that, those several notes, I'm like, all right, here's another menage a trois movie, record, sure. you know, things. It's,
0: it's an odd story.
1: It's a Western on water. It It really is. It's a Western on water. And And I uh, never thought about it until the last time I watched it. And I'm like, oh,
0: this is very... And it needs time to breathe, and it needs time to pan out. And it could probably be trimmed in some spots and some things. Have you you you
1: seen, like, the the alternate cut that has... There's like a... I don't know if it's like a 20... Between a 20 and 30 minute longer cut that actually has... Uh, I think at the end where you discovered the like gravestones of on the on earth, what was left of earth or Hawaii or wherever it is that they shot that there's there's a and it's it's incredibly difficult to try to find and it's really expensive to try to find it when you want to buy it on like eBay. But there's like a extended director's cut that it explains more than probably what you want. It's a it's a it's a fascination point for me, but I really like
0: the no, movie I, as it is. I I love the movie as it is, but I always love. They took the time to. I'd rather have something that just had all the deleted scenes. Yeah, and then you yeah. Can just watch just, it. Can, can I? Can I just make my own judgment? You know. Yeah. Like you took the time to r- write this, block it, mm-hmm. film it, mm-hmm. and edit it. Yeah. And I can't see it. I'll pay you for it. I'll gladly pay you for it. Right. Like, no, I. I I think it might be in my trivia. I like to come back to these, these notes fresh, so that my reactions are the same, almost the same as the first time. So that might actually be in my trivia because it sounds familiar. That there's fresh a... as Kevin Costner's pee. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as the pacing goes, it doesn't. It doesn't bother me. No. It, it, for then... Ke- as far as all the Kevin Costner movies go. That I've seen, because like I said, I've not not seen Dances with Wolves, but... I mean,
1: the uh, movie is two hours and 15 minutes long. It feels evenly paced, and it doesn't really feel like it's dragging anywhere. Not really. No, and for a movie that's two hours and 15 minutes, that should not normally be the case, especially when it comes to a Costner movie sometimes.
0: I think part of it is because you're so taken in by the scope of the water. Well, just the the nothingness of it. Yeah. Or everything. It's either it's rusty shit floating on the ocean or it's ocean or a couple of times it's underwater special effects, but it doesn't
1: rely too much on on special effects. Most of it is practical. Sets. Yeah. Well, and it makes sense because I think for, I don't know how long, but for many several years, it became a stunt spectacular at like Universal Studios. Oh, did it really?
0: Yeah. Huh. Okay.
1: I think Was it Beetlejuice of on like, one of
0: the jet skis? It might have been. that would have been cool.
1: Yeah, but uh, I think it. I think it took the place of like the Miami stunt, Miami Heat, uh, not Miami Heat, uh, Miami Vice stunt spectacular. I think it
0: took the place of that in one of the theme parks. Did it help make up the movie? The no, money the movie lost Probably not. on opening? No. Or, okay. That uh, <laughs> I
1: put here. The other thing on the plot points of pacing. I'm like, well, the transformation of the Mariner is a little heavy handed it mm. still works for that character and like moving him from like self-centered and selfish to mm. heroic still works yeah. even though it's a little like get it
0: get it on a dime yeah yeah what uh what doesn't work for you um i've got just just so you know i've got i think that his i've got some notes on this his, so.
1: his slowly grown affection for Enola comes across as a little forced
0: Hmm. I uh, maybe
1: yeah the only other thing I had down here is the romance between the Mariner and Helen feels superficial at best oh that's and largely yeah. underdeveloped and unsatisfying uh, it's just it, like a there's little, no romance there
0: as a little girl in Louisiana i always dreamed of making out with my pet goldfish <laughs> his name was Gil this is our story <laughs> um, for me, what doesn't work to be honest with you, it's not much um it's just a really good, bad kind of movie you it's, know like the it's three. the how do uh, this many humans somehow manage to survive and collect this much floating crap um to make floating cities that have no renewable natural resources so how do they how do they survive? I'm overthinking it clearly at it's this point. pure dirt. Um, <laughs> where, do they, how does anyone, but, but the mariner get dirt? How does anybody know what dirt is? Exactly.
1: exactly. Other than it's obvious because there are plants. Cause he bought a
0: tomato plant, like a tomato plant or a lime plant or, you know, or you got to have, plant. you got to have lime so you don't get scurvy. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, but the smokers seem to somehow have an inexhaustible amount of fuel and ammo. They're like a floating America out there. <laughs> Led by your floating, lead American actor, Dennis Freakin' Hopper.
1: It's you know, uh, this is the this film features one of my favorite Dennis Hopper scene chewing roles. Which one? And this one. Just in general. Oh, just, just in to, general. Like, okay. Like overall, it has just that. You know what, Dennis? Do what you do best. <laughs>
0: You you got it. Uh, let me. Uh, you got a bottle of Jack Daniels back there. Yeah, and a carton of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. All right, that's All right. in my rider. I'm good to go. I'll yeah. see you guys in about twenty minutes. <laughs> Woo! I mean, it's the comedic relief of Hopper and his idiot smokers.
1: It's that makes the movie work because it's a welcome change. It makes the movie fun. It doesn't take like the film doesn't take itself too
0: seriously for being a Kevin Costner movie. You know, no, it sure it, it sure ha- doesn't. And if it had. It probably would have been horrible. It would have been the postman. <laughs> Hint. <laughs> That's the movie number two. Um. Well, here's another thing that doesn't work for me: is he puts Helen in this just plastic bubble? Yeah. And then takes her how many atmospheres below the surface to show them? And her head doesn't explode? Well, it's science. It it is science because. It's not space. <laughs> all that aside, all that what right. doesn't work aside, it, 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 it's 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 cool for me. It works.
1: I like. Yeah, that's the, about the only time that it really relies on a little bit of CGI.
0: And it's the concept when
1: they, is when they go down to where, up conveniently, oh look, it's the New York City skyline. There are the twin towers, and, and there's what, the, the plane, the, and the Statue the, of Liberty, and, and there's and,
0: the plane that hit them.
1: Yeah, I, when I first saw it, I, I was like, oh, that's. You know, that's cool. Oh, yeah. Same, yeah. Watching it now, it's just like, that's not that's unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. But you deal with it. Yeah. Um, this was the most expensive film made at that time. Up until Titanic. Yeah, with an incredibly and horribly bloated budget of $180 million. But at least you can see the money on screen, you know? You could see that they tried to... Really create that world,
0: and they did. I, I feel like they did. They yeah. really. Kevin Costner actually put up twenty-two million dollars of his own money to help, Robin Hood to help and fund from Heroes. those two epically long movies <laughs> to fund this movie. Yes. What's your favorite line? Favorite scene? We're skipping around. We're going off book here. If we're kids. going
1: off book. Um, I have a favorite scene, and it goes something like this.
0: Oh, look real good, yeah. There. there. There may be some small problem in depth perception. Well, we better not screw up my short game. Well. Looks good. Yeah, I, like it. Yeah. Nice, uh, yeah. I like it better than you realize.
1: Much better. What do you say, Toby? True. Looks like shit.
0: That's why I love children, no guile. <laughs> it does look like shit. And it
1: feels like cold
0: shit. Deacon? What? Did... Sorry. Uh, no, it's just that there's a problem in the pit. Maybe you you bastard, you took my number one. Like, <laughs> you you took my line. You took my favorite line. Well, it only feels appropriate. I've know. got a second favorite, which is uh, hell, they'll rope for a month before they figure out I was lying to them. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that one. That was Let's one. get this tub of shit up to speed. <laughs> Uh, my
1: favorite line is this the ship explodes and quickly comes apart, Anola sarcastically comments to Deacon, "Was this your big vision?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of good. I, uh, yeah. She, um, Tina Margarino, was actually pretty good for a kid actor in this. She mm-hmm. was a little bit, a little bit better beyond her years, I think. Right um coster put up twenty two dollars of his twenty two million dollars of it. he put up a whole twenty two dollars of his own money to help uh yeah,
1: that was awfully generous of him.
0: He bought subway for an entire three people mm. um, until Titanic a couple of years later, this was the most expensive movie. Well, they ever they weren 't all foot long, so well, no, so it, maybe it was maybe three it was six, six inches stuff. three six inch um, uh, wheat white, and barley red bread um <laughs> There's a fan edit that uses deleted scenes called the Ulysses Cut, which I think is what you were talking about. Oh, okay. And it explains more about the world and its people, including the smokers, religious beliefs, and how how they refine the crude oil. Seemingly, this cut ties up several loose ends from the theatrical cut, which, can I see that? I'd love to see that.
1: Yeah. But part of the fun of this movie is you just know what— You're You're jumped in the world, and you deal with whatever is. Yeah, you just
0: kind of believe it. Yeah. But, yeah.
1: Um, do you think it was funny that the filmmakers would find any way to incorporate bungee jumping into their film in the mid 90s? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, that was really That's, stupid. That, that, almost, that doesn't work. I don't know if I put that as what doesn't work, but I'd sure put that like as it may have been a if you could wave a magic wand,
0: like. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's it's, it's dumb but I mean how else are you going to get her out of the clutches of Deacon there on the jet ski and then get her back up to the yeah. fart blimp <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is the fart blimp um, no actually I put down here it's like if you could make one change to the film what would it be I might recast the enforcer character with David Morse or James Remar the Dexter who's the enforcer
0: should have bought me that drink. Uh, he that was gun. the
1: one that, he was the, he was kind of like the head honcho at that first atoll that they're at. Oh, the he's sheriff? The, he's the only, yeah, the sheriff. He's the only guy that kind of makes it all the way to dry land. And you would recast him as. <laughs> either with Super- David Morse. Think of like either the rock or the green mile.
0: Brutal? Maybe. Sure. I don't know. The guy that was in Langoliers as well? Maybe okay. I'll just Google it. Keep going.
1: Okay, and then or James Remar, Dexter's dad, or Gans in Forty Eight Hours. I just didn't. The guy who plays the Enforcer. I mean, that's his character's name. I just, I'm indifferent. He doesn't bring anything. I don't think he's, he's, kind he's kind supposed ran, to. Well, yeah,
0: but for him to travel all yeah, the way it's, to it's, the end, it's brutal from the Green Mile. Okay, uh, I, I could, could see him. His name. I could. He would have. He would have pulled me out a bit. You think so? retrospectively, okay. retrospectively okay. he would he would pull me out of it. Cuz the guy that played the enforcer, as far as I know, only did TNT made for TNT movies after yeah, this. No kidding. He'd be okay. He'd be okay. David Morse. Um here's the interesting Samuel L. Jackson turned down the role of Deacon. Think he about was, that.
1: Yeah, that would be good because it been that a- was right off of uh pulp fiction and did he started to hit that Mm-hmm. Mark where he's... Motherfucker, motherfucker!
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That was between Pulp Fiction.
1: I'm
0: TNT. i <laughs> TNT. I'm TNT. It was between um, Pulp Fiction and Die Hard with a Vengeance, and he was doing Die Hard with a Vengeance, which right. enabled him from doing... precluded him. Kept him from doing this movie. There you go. Uh, it would have been good, but I don't know that it would have been... It would have been differently good than the Dennis Hopper version that we got. Uh,
1: can you... Pr- can you provide a better or at least comparable recommendation of the same genre? Um, let me Did you have that one? See. Um, yes. It's kind of funny how I put this one in here. because it's, it's a matter of preference. Road, Road Warrior. Warrior would work. Uh, I put down Robin Hood 91. I said, it says, at least the film is better balanced with better characters, and at least you can still get Kevin Costner with a weird accent.
0: <laughs> Nothing's free in Waterworld. <laughs> his voice is so weird. This
1: movie forever made me... Anytime I had to say the word paper, paper,
0: it's paper.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's still too Life saving at the entire advantage.
0: Yeah. Do, 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 don't go too far now. My friend Brandon and I used to say that a lot. There's a shout out, Brandon. <laughs> um, Quick also rants okay. on who turned down the role for Deacon or were considered the okay, for the role Okay, other Deacon.
1: than Samuel Jackson, mm-hmm. which would totally have worked. Totally. Gene Hackman.
0: 1995 Gene Hackman, just off of Unforgiven. Maybe, yeah. Well, uh, I can't not, but... He could have been a bad... He would have been a bastard. He would have been, like... James Caan. Okay. Gary Oldman. Gary Busey. And Lawrence Fishburne. I think all of those would have worked. All
1: of them, and... You know what? They would have been a little different movie. Th- they would have, there would they have been a would,
0: subtle difference between most of them, except for Gary Busey. But which I think would, the have movie would have just been off the yeah. freaking rails. All of them, all of the other ones have a, they all have that, they all have that middle ground mm-hmm. where they can be, and then they've got their own flavor for it. Even Busey, but Busey's middle ground is way smaller than the rest of them. Right. But all would have been fun. But I, I, at the end of the day, I think it's still Dennis Hopper. No, it
1: is Dennis Hopper.
0: Yeah, it's still Dennis Hopper, but if you were going to recast it, who would you recast the lead?
1: Uh, if I had to recast the lead. I'm a, usually when I do these I only do one and I do the lead with, and it wouldn't be the, pop, the protagonist yeah the protagonist I put down here Daniel Day
0: Lewis what era 1995 uh, you think less the Mohicans okay no 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 now That's it would fair. be a completely different film it would be even somehow drier <laughs> yeah it would be
1: drier but I think he would I think that would work it'd just be different it'd really be it wouldn't be as fun it definitely wouldn't be as fun I don't think it would be as fun
0: um, to be honest with you, to recast it, any action, any action star could have, could have done it, really. Stallone. Stallone. Oh, well, maybe not Stallone, but any, any reasonable action star would have Arnold. added their own, and not Arnold, and not Bruce Willis. Jean-Claude. And not, shut up. Okay, so. <laughs> so, any number of action stars act, could have act, done actors, it. Actors,
1: not necessarily action any stars. Any
0: number of good actors that were also action stars could have done it. <laughs> uh, and added their own flavor to it, but um, a gender reversal might have been cool. Um, like okay, a, like a female mariner, um, she saves the dude and his son instead of. What's her name? And Uh, Enola. <clears throat> uh Mila Yovich would have been oh, good. Oh, Mila Mojojojovic. Uh, that's Lilo, what I was. Lilu Dallas. Lilu Dallas. Lilu Dallas mariner. Okay, she would have been good no, then, I or think. a few years a few years later, even yeah. up to ninety nine. Okay, I can um, I can totally see that. Zoe Zaldana would have been good now. Oh, yeah. Okay. I like
1: her I like her a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would I, I never just, thought would, about the gender reversal and I think that would work.
0: Yeah. It could, it, it could it easily could easily work. Other than the actors I mentioned being being in the role of Deacon, I don't I don't know who could uh, Tom Hardy could be a good Deacon now. Mhm. Um yeah, again a different different take on it, but yeah,
1: definitely a different take.
0: Um does it
1: still hold up for you?
0: <sighs> yes for the most part um, some of the special effects scenes that we talked about are kind of they're visible now yeah I <laughs> their, seams, here. their seams their are showing I,
1: t- I put down here it's like I try not to let special effects tarnish my thoughts but a few early generation CGI shots really date this film
0: and the trash he finds like the the Gatorade bottles basically remember the triangular Gatorade bottles with the with the sippy top yep some of that crap that he finds i forgot about that kind of dates it to the 90s mm-hmm. but other than that no it's it still pretty well holds up because it doesn't take place in any sort of <clears throat> i mean for all we know the the ice caps melted in the 90s yeah in this movie's universe which by the way, do you know when this movie is supposed to have quote taken place? Oh, there was a there is a year that was given because
1: in, I know there's a year given in our
0: our second feature, but ooh, you did trivia on the second feature, didn't you? I did. Oh, good. Um in in uh Waterworld, the movie that's alluded to uh, sort of in the script and just generally in the on the net is around the year 2500. So they shouldn't know what dirt is. I mean, how long? How long, I mean, is, well, how long has I, the Earth been flooded? I papers, guess papers, paper, papers, rare. And it's paper. paper. <laughs> don't, 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 don't go to... He's uh, he is in um, the mm-hmm. guy. He yeah. is in Sons of Anarchy. I know. He's Tig. Okay. Is he? He's, t- al- pig. he's also the one who gets
1: killed first in um...
0: Pirates of the Caribbean.
1: No. <laughs> your favorite? <laughs> one of your favorite shootout Western, Mine too. Um... God oh, man, that's at least twelve movies. That's a lot of.
0: Oh, it's okay. got to be. It's got to be Open Range. Yes, thank you. Because Kevin Costner.
1: Yeah. yeah, he's the one who gets popped in the head at the very beginning because he's taking out the best skilled uh, shooter first.
0: That's isn't that awesome. funny how William Money said that that's bullshit, and Kevin Costner said that that's what you would do. Mm-hmm. I was lucky in the draw. Always been lucky when it came to killing. That's a different movie. <laughs> um... <laughs> No, it still it still holds up uh, for me. I I, I love Waterworld. I have never the Waterworld got a lot of flack
1: it, it got a lot out. of flack because it got a lot of bread press because it went way over budget. It and was that's, the
0: highest the most expensive movie to date till Titanic, like we said. Right. And then to that point it went over and to that point it went over budget. Part of the set sank right. off the coast of Hawaii.
1: Hawaii did not like their did not like <laughs> Well, I was not happy with Universal. I know that much. Yeah,
0: I have never not liked this movie. I love this movie. So for me, it's always going to hold up. <laughs> this
1: is not a film that I could watch in regular rotation for me. Once a year, but I would have. I wouldn't have any issues watching it every couple of years. I can't. I can't okay. pop this in every year for me. That's just personal preference. Okay. But every couple of years, yeah, I don't. Th- yeah. I don't think I would have a problem with it.
0: If you could make one change to it, what would you make? Um,
1: <clears throat> that was my recasting of.
0: The sheriff, or oh the enforcer. okay, that was my one change. For whatever reason, I've really been on this extended slash director's cut slash fan cut kind of binge lately. Right. I watched the director's. Or it was a. Uh, oh, I can't remember the name of it. The reconstruction cut of Alien Three. Oh right, the one where they. It's, were, not, it's not reconstruction. It's not the name of it, but But Fincher had his name removed from it. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. Uh, I just find those really interesting for some reason. And, and a I different would, take on...
1: <clears throat> yeah, just a different... It's amazing like, how you can take out three. It. You could take yeah.
0: out three scenes, you completely change the tone or direction of a movie. Right. Uh, or you could completely eliminate a character, and that changes the... It's, it's, that's just... That's cool to me. Yeah. And I would love to see that Ulysses cut of this. Um, ab- above that, I really wouldn't... Not even for fun... I wouldn't cast Burt Reynolds in this movie just to make a change. <laughs> I would just love to see the director's cut or the Ulysses cut rather. So yeah, for for me it still holds up. Um, do you have any final thoughts on this
1: movie? Um, <clears throat> I think Waterworld is an ambitious misfire. It's yeah. not Okay. <clears throat> it's not it's not the best movie, but it's not the worst movie and I think it got it got a lot of it suffered a lot of toxic buzz way back when it first released. And and mostly due to its bloated budget. But it's just not as bad a film as it really could be. It really isn't. It's just. Yeah. It did, But the reason why it holds up better than it could is uh, it's just it doesn't take itself seriously. And I think that's what I enjoy about it more than anything else. It's It's kind of cheesy. It's kind of corny. It knows it and it flaunts it. Yeah. Especially due to Dennis Hopper. I love the Exxon Valdez
0: that's a note. That's a fun bit.
1: <laughs> yeah. more, I... more poignant, I guess, in 1995 than it is now, but sure. it's, you know, growing up in that time frame, knowing that that was a huge, you know, oil rig spill. It's just, it's, it's a good inside joke if you know enough of your history.
0: Yeah. Um, I was 14 when I saw it, and I, I thought then that it was a cool action adventure. Like you said, it didn't take itself too seriously. Right. And I feel that way now. I loved it then I love it now and I would absolutely recommend this movie to anyone that hasn't seen it taken <clears throat> taken with the grain of salt it is in some ways it's a bit dry and in some ways it's a bit saturated right because <laughs> um, it's water because it's waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> above that I don't have too much else to say about it yeah um, bringing in us the right future, to this after the great War our civilization lies in ruin government does not exist technology has been erased and everything man remembers is gone out of the chaos a lawless army will arise to prey on the few survivors but to a people who have lost their hope you are a dangerous man can see it in your eyes <laughs> he will give them courage i
1: have a feeling about
0: you he will restore their memories of the past
1: it's the individual that counts
0: these people don't need dreams they need help are you gonna bring them that i
1: want him found i want him dealt with
0: he will unite them you
1: have a gift
0: postman with a message of freedom i challenge the leadership of the clan with wolves, brings you an epic new vision of our future. There's going to
1: be new laws. There's going to be peace! He's going to deliver peace. Yeah, he narrates everything but the title of the movie. (laughs) That was... I'm Kevin Postman! Kevin Postman, (laughs) Costner, here... Oh, man. All right. Just remember, folks, I borrowed this movie from Travis. This was
0: my pick because I love Waterworld. And apparently you thought you loved The Postman? And I'd only seen it. I don't know that I'd even uh, even—I'd seen it. I'd seen it once. You had to have seen it. I'd seen it. Because you wanted
1: to pair these two together. We talked about it. it. The
0: first time I saw this was about a year ago. I bought it on DVD at Phonolux, which is the copy I lent you. Okay. And they famously sold me the box for oh. The Postman and the disc for The Postman Always, Always Rings, Rings Twice. twice. <laughs> <laughs> I quickly returned it and came home and watched The Postman. And then I evidently forgot that I'd wished that I'd kept The Postman Always Rings Twice. I'm
1: going to guess you fell
0: asleep. Uh, no, no. I stayed awake for it. I've seen this movie twice. Okay. Once a year ago and once a week ago. When I took notes on it for this podcast, I'm pushing 40 years of age right now, and I'll bet I only watch it one or two more times before I die, depending on when that happens.
1: One will push me over the
0: edge to kill me. <clears throat> Those are my first impressions. Uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> uh, my first impressions of The Postman are um, disappointment, <laughs> um, because I, I always wanted this to be a tonal and... Um, sibling companion to Waterworld. This definitely takes itself
1: much more oh, on a serious note. Christ,
0: then. does it? I wanted this to be Rubber Soul. I wanted Waterworld and Postman to be Rubber Soul and Revolver. Nirvana Unplugged. Um, Nirvana Alive from the Muddy Banks of the Wishkaw, You know, sort of a an A and a B thing. Kind of a two sides. Of it's a Foo Fighters uh, in your honor. Kind of a... Mm-hmm. Just the one didn't hit for you? No, two sides of the coin. Yeah, and this one this, there's some great stuff in the Postman, but there's a lot of dry, needless filler. First impressions could also be final thoughts on this. That's like, Look, that's well, going.
1: I, My first impression was it made me think of something that I'd 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 written as a status update on Facebook several years ago, and I'm like, my life is like a Kevin Costner epic. Sometimes over budget, not always well received. <laughs> But usually worth the time invested, and I still stand by that statement. Like I stand by most Costner films personally, but this one
0: did. It tested you.
1: This one felt a little longer. The because I hadn't watched it in a, in a while. It's, it had been. A I good always
0: I wonder if twelve he, years easy if he purposefully has this lack of brevity or if he just doesn't know how to be succinct with his editing. I mean, the story doesn't flow poorly, but it's. Dude, come on! It's three hours. He's taking himself too seriously. I, I think mean, so really... does so does uh, Gus Van Sant, but his movies aren't three freaking hours long.
1: Yeah, I know. If I jump back and I go, <laughs> if
0: I, if I want to know where back,
1: this is going. No, it's it's funny because I I sit back down and realize that I didn't have a favorite scene, and there's probably a reason why. Because I just the best there I wasn't can, anything that stuck out and maybe go because I wanted to zip down to go uh, plot points of pacing plot points of pacing where are you plot points of pacing <laughs> and I zipped past it so fast. I've
0: got three. I've got three scenes that I like. Right um, when he first pretends to be the postman at the gate. Okay. And he asked Dix, and he asked Dix his way into the city.
1: I kind of like but him like, sitting in the post in the uh, in the postman truck or whatever yeah that's a, that's a fun drinking it made me yeah. think honestly it made me think of Romancing the Stone in all honesty because it, there's hmm. a scene where th- there's a huge rain pour and the two go into a plane that has been down in Columbia, Okay.
0: yeah 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 and that's
1: what it kind of reminds me of
0: there's a but, it brings it kind of just brings it in tight yeah, yeah th- I'll, I'll give you that And he kind of, it's a bit of levity in in this movie when he comes out to the scene and George Costanza's boss is up there and he's not buying his bullshit. It's like, all right, buddy, you're on report. That kind of thing. Right. That's kind of fun. I kind of like that. Um, And when when said mayor says, you aren't authorized by shit. You are nothing but a drifter who found a bag of mail. (laughs) (laughs) This is him dressing him down like, yeah, no, we don't believe you. And then Tom Petty it's my favorite. He's like, "Aren't you?" <laughs> yeah, I used to be. I like that. That Tom Petty is still Tom Petty. He's just now the mayor of this damn. That's those are my three favorite <laughs> points in the movie.
1: Well, what's funny is it ties into the well, initially not the, my favorite scene, but apparently I, I came to that conclusion with him sitting in the <clears throat> him sitting in the uh postal truck reading the letters, trying to stay warm. Yeah, yeah. And he uses Ooh. those letters as a callback when trying to get into the next town and his line is do you know Jerry the contractor <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that was marked as my favorite piece of line or dialogue
0: <laughs> out of three hours that's what you I picked. know yeah that's because that's all there was to pick the plot if you guys haven't seen Waterworld if you haven't seen Waterworld, watch Waterworld, because it's a way better movie. The plot of the Postman, which is what we're talking about, is Kevin Costner once again saves humanity by delivering a 30-year-old bag of mail while recycling some of the wardrobe from Waterworld. It's Kevin Costner's take on a post-apocalyptic war uh, on a post-apocalyptic war scenario. This time, war caused drought instead of flooding and all that shit. And the guy from Rinco Copier's is now a five-star general. General Bethlehem. I heard you were out of toner! I always imagine it's how he sold toner to offices. Like, you look like you're out of toner. Mm. Uh,
1: is it just me or did it seem strange that after the volatile response and box office failure that was initially Waterworld that the studio wouldn't even consider giving Costner, Costner the, op- op- get the option to do this film?
0: Okay, I'm going to double down. <laughs> I'm going to double down. Uh, no. and You know, hear me out, you guys. Hear me out. Last time it was water. That was bad. It was bad. It didn't work. It's been two years. It's been two years. Drought and a mule. Let's do it. All right. Wrap. How long is this one going to be, Kev? I'm thinking three hours. I'm thinking at least three hours.
1: It's like Dances with Wolves meets a post-apocalyptic
0: Red Dawn. You know what? I kept thinking a couple of times. Yeah. Dark Tower. Kinda. It could have been a good. He could it's have a, at the, if they had done the Dark Tower, the first, the first Dark Tower book, the first, just the Gunslinger, just the first one, the smallest story involved. Right. It kind of had that. The first thirty minutes could have easily been. Dude could have been. He could have been uh, General Bethlehem. Whatever that guy's kind of, name is. Yeah, it is kind of like a neo. And he's got his. And he's got his mule. Right. Zoltan is a mule in the in the dark in the Gunslinger book. Until they eat him. Till they make mule stew out of him. Yes. Gray slop. <laughs> Grey mule stoop. Uh, I feel, that's horrible. That was uh, that's that that's, I hate that scene. That hit yeah, that yeah, hit me.
1: Mm. That hit me hard. Uh, and I like I kinda like Will
0: Patton as the general though. Oh god, no, he's he's yeah. way he's a way better villain mm-hmm. than Deacon. Yes. You instantly hate him because he yeah. has Deacon is at least funny. Right. This dude is a shitty painter. <laughs> he's a shitty actor. So it's Costner's character, and then the in copier this. salesman, and he's a failed copier whatever. salesman. Yeah. yeah,
1: but he he plays that perfect a hole. He's he's both frightening and vicious. He's just like, watch out for that guy. He's he might he's stab a, you in the kidney. He's a redhead to get another fire sale. Temper. Yeah, I just
0: let's get uh, let's get to it. Let's just let's get it out of the way.
1: Pacing. Um... One wonders if it was Costner's ego that caused the film to be so long, unwilling to trim out his own scenes. The film would benefit from an additional pass with an editor and shaving off at least twenty minutes. At least. I know it's three. I could give them at least two and a half hours. I can, sure. Um If it were yes. The film is pretentious. It's not to the point of being unbearable. But it is very pretentious, and I have a feeling that if he had had someone that came in that said, let me take another pass at this, we may get right underneath the two-and-a-half-hour
0: mark. And you could have had a better movie. Mm, possibly, yeah. See, the pacing is, um, well, it's, it's it's like, so the thing about pacing is uh, this movie has almost none. Uh-huh. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> It's the 90. same way even a corpse has, technically has a temperature. Uh-huh. This movie has pacing.
1: Yeah. It moves. It, yeah, it the, has a middle, the, a the beginning, temperature middle, might and be,
0: The temperature might be 68 degrees in the corpse's body, but it's just, it's tectonic. Like, stuff's happening, but, it, like, how many times do you need to watch these people be held captive in a rock quarry and watch, and want to watch The Sound of Music? What is, what is being, what are you trying to achieve there? <laughs> That he doesn't want to be there, but he's reluctant. Like he's just, he's just lamenting that he's. And let's let's, cut, let's go back to it. The fence that he's held in behind, right? It, what, I forget you may you may say in the trivia, but old fence, especially rusty old fence, right. post apocalyptic drought fence. Mm-hmm. I'll bet you could bend it back and forth real fast and break yourself out. You mm-hmm. don't have to go hunt a lion. I mean, what's with the lion at the beginning of the movie? The CGI shitty CGI lion. Is that supposed to be some sort of harbinger of pride, or I don't know? Do you remember what I'm talking about? I know like, what you're talking about, but he I kicks. Don't know. It's a ham, or it's a, it's a bucket. Yeah. It's an old tin can full of water. Got to find a tangent there. Sorry, a lot of things about this movie <laughs> bother me. The lion, uh, even though they call it back, it's almost like they put that lion at the beginning of the movie. As some sort of like, what the hell? Just so they like can just have. Just because the
1: the zoo got the the animals got out of the zoo. Yeah, and then somehow survived because we know that lions are not indigenous to the United States yet. <laughs> Yeah. I, th- I wrote this one line down that when we were watching it, Lisa made a fantastic comment, and I'm, I won't take credit for it, but she went, okay, they're at the town hall, like kind of gathering after he's shown up. Does anyone know Jerry the Contractor? And he has mail, and he reads off the mail, and everybody he welcomes him, and then they have a meal, and they all dance, and says, okay, so line dancing survived, but they don't remember Beatles lyrics?
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Where do they get guitar strings? Right. <laughs> why does there why do they?" <laughs> Did you say cats? <laughs> <laughs> Where's that violin strings that use cats? Uh, I think it was, yeah, it was cats. Cat gut. Yeah. Mm, yeah, see, I told you. Cats. That that bothered me, too. And they've got, it's a perfect little, what I have written here is, even in post-apocalyptic the world, Right. Oregon is still full of f***ing hipsters. Got their little party lights, their little melon Camp sounding music.
1: I put it down here, my am like, Costner is delightfully daft in this film. <laughs> he does such a better job of portraying his nomad than the Mariner in Westworld. Or Westworld, but Waterworld. <laughs> Westworld. I think he's a more likable character because of...
0: He just still has that Costner likability He'll, factor. It, it's Bill the Mule. Yeah. He has a friend. Yeah. Mariner has nothing except a tomato plant. The drifter, the postman, has he's got... Well, for a while, he's got Bill. The scope in this feels bigger. Yes. Um, because I there's, there's vi- land to see. There's- well,
1: visually, I think it's a more stunning film.
0: Yeah, for, sure. for it, sure. You could tell that he's like, you did see Dance
1: with, Dances with Wolves, right? Yes, okay. I'm going to bring that same crew and we're going to make this movie. And well, visually it's amazing, but then there's other parts that are just like. <laughs> mm. But I mean, what's really strange when I was watching this and I was like, okay. It seems strange that this is this is this film came out the, the same year as Titanic. Oh, did it? L.A. Confidential. Ouch. And Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> this film was released seven days after Titanic, and was pulled down with the ship. <laughs> apparently.
0: Kev, you tried on this one, but
1: you just can't miss. I, I mean, there's a bit in. I remember watching the Oscars uh, ceremonies or, or or whatever in in '98 and. There, I mean, he even made fun of himself over the postman. They, uh, I think Billy Crystal liked to cut himself into certain things, and even Costner made himself as a running gag joke when they cut him into the um, the ship tilting up on its end before going down, and he's like, I'll see you at Vagos" or whatever, and then ends up letting go and falling down, talking to Billy Crystal. I'm like, well, at least he's willing to make fun of himself about how horrible the movie did yeah but you know technically the film is excellent with sumptuous cleverly composed cinematography and and the subtle use
0: of CGI like composing that's, that's what I have but that you, doesn't work for me really the CGI yeah I thought that um, it worked I don't know why there's just some just, maybe not all the CGI there's just some bad green screen in it okay really uh, any green screen is bad green screen
1: because it's green
0: because well you can just tell mm-hmm The lion is what sticks out in my head in this.
1: I wasn't even thinking about that. I'm not sure what specifically I meant by the subtle use of CGI, to be honest with you. But I did write it down when I watched it and was like, "Mm, all right.
0: It's some some composite shots of background and then um, actors and uh, stuff in the foreground. It's just like, eh, ah, it
1: doesn't. I think what I like is you see all the money on screen again. Just like with Waterworld, at least. You see. Yeah. It has that scope. It's clear that no
0: expense was spared in the location. Where, uh, you know what? I will you know? give you that. That's I had not thought of that. And it—he didn't pocket it and buy a new no, Ferrari or a boat or not something at all. stupid. And he put it into the movie. Yeah, I you're mean, right. It,
1: you're right. Combined with the liberal use of like the armies and the extras, it just—it had that grand scope and feel. Yeah, it very didn't much. feel like well, while well, this movie tanked, but you can at least see the money on screen. The visual grandeur can be described as epic, and the, the exuberant soundtrack by James Newton Howard,
0: I think, honestly, does work with the film. And some points, the soundtrack is... Is it almost too... It's too much. It's too little on screen, or it's too much in, sound, too much in, in score, okay. rather. It's, it's like, the score is great.
1: The score makes it seem like a, the better, a better movie than it is? Exactly. Okay.
0: Yeah. Case in point is the fight scene at the end. They take... I mean, almost. What is it? Fifteen minutes, maybe, maybe twenty minutes into the movie, he gets Rochambeau to take it into the Eighth Army and into slavery, basically. And you, I forget, I didn't clock it, but you meet General Bethlehem pretty quick in the movie. Yeah. Like, they don't waste a lot of time getting to him and what a cock he is. And his other guys. And you know, yeah, and you know that at some point he has to. They have to fight. And they take three hours to get to a fight that is montaged and slow mode and, like...
1: Yeah, that felt rushed. And, like, very we did not rushed. shoot enough footage, so we're going to slow it down
0: <laughs> to make it more poignant. That pisses me off, because that is... You want to see him suffer. I don't care how good of a person you, you are. Bethlehem needs to suffer, and you, you don't see him suffer. You need to see him bleed, and you need to see him broken in front of all his people, and you don't. And I don't know why they made that choice, Maybe it's like you said, like oh shit! Well, we finally found the bottom of the budget barrel, and we can't shoot enough. We can't shoot anymore of this fight scene. Well, and
1: I've never, I've never liked the dragged out slow mo of footage that was not shot specifically for slow motion. Yeah, that's what bothers me because it catches, yeah, it catches the frame of the movement of each single frame, and it just, and to me. I don't like it. Now, some people may think, oh, it's an artistic viewpoint. Not really. No, that's I just realized that you went back and went, this will work better slow-mo, even though we didn't over-crank the camera. (laughs) So let's just go ahead and do it in post-production where it looks like crap.
0: Oh, that's what it looks like. It looks like a Xena Warrior Princess episode. Yeah. So a a few points in this movie look like a Xena Warrior Princess. uh, What's some trivia that you know Uh about this? The
1: Postman's uh, fake president. His name is Richard Starkey. Ringo Starr?
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I figured you'd know that. Again, no one knows who the Beatles are?
1: Yeah. No one knows who the Beatles are. Uh, Films visual effects supervisor was fired several weeks before the end of the production due to creative differences between her and Kevin Costner. She wanted uh, most of the effects to be done in post-production, while Costner actually wanted them to be done in camera and on location. Bravo, Kev. Yeah, I'll give him that much. Uh, Tom Petty plays himself (laughs) I put here Tom Petty plays himself when the postman and Abby met uh, the mayor of Bridge City Tom Petty the postman uh, says to him I know you you're famous so I mean he's playing himself but I didn't really realize how much of an inside joke is the fact that he is Tom Petty in Oregon
0: yeah
1: you know sometimes I write this sometimes I write this by myself just for the fun
0: (laughs) yeah it's such a nice. He plays such a nice little. It's a nice little light-hearted role. Yeah. In in this otherwise, it
1: almost feels self-serving, but
0: I let Tom it, Petty. I let it, well, I let it go though, because it's not. You, you almost feel like they met at like a Grammys after party, and like, oh, it's so. Hey, Kevin, what are you doing? You man? shooting any movies? Can I be a cameo? I'm doing this thing about the post-apocalyptic thing. You know what, Tom? It, do you want to maybe do a quick little part? Yeah, man, that'd be great, man. All right, come on down. We'll put you in some Waterworld leftover clothes.
1: I'll be honest with you, though. This film cleaned up at the Razzies. (laughs) Winning Worst Actor, Director, Picture, and Screenplay. All Kev. I'll I'll be honest with you. It won Best Screenplay or Worst Screenplay over Batman and Robin, Anaconda, and Speed 2 Cruise Control. Those are three worst movies in The Postman. Yeah, I agree. This was... Timing just like Oscar sometimes is timing. Mm-hmm. He got he won timing to win his Oscar and then he won timing to get the worst award with the Razzies. Uh <laughs> I don't know. It's just kinda odd because apparently the guy who wrote this screenplay also won an Oscar <laughs> for LA Confidential.
0: The same year. <laughs> the same year. <laughs> is uh, this based on anything? Is this based it's on It's based off of a book? Okay. Um Bet the book's better i bet the book's be. less long, too. Well,
1: I had something else down here regarding that. That He had comments about the movie.
0: He actually enjoyed the movie. Who did? The author. Well, I'm sure he did. It's damn near a page-for-page page recount of the book. <laughs> <laughs> While you're looking that up, I have some questions. Okay. Who cuts their hair? Who shoes their horses? Who makes the light bulbs? Where do they get lemons? Where do they get guns and ammo? They could end the movie during the whole sequence when, the General, when General Little Dick takes an unarmed city. They could have ended it right there. Little dick. General Little Dick.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, the author said that unlike typical post apocalyptic movies that uh, satisfy little boy, uh, wish fantasies about running amok in a world without rules, the intended moral of the postman is that if we lost our civilization, we'd all come to the realization of how much we missed it and would realize what a miracle it is to simply just get your mail every day. And that was the concept initially. Of the film, which I can kind of see, it, yeah, you, you lose the human connection of even just the simple joys of getting a piece of mail that sure. isn't from, you know, the corner street market or.
0: Do you want to know what the bottom of my notes here on this page say? God, I'm glad it's over. Oh um, no, I'm. No. I've still got. I've still got <laughs> no. more notes. But the bottom of this page, uh huh. This is the uh, General Little Dick takes the unarmed city. <clears throat> The bottom of this page says, USA! 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 That's it. Uh, what doesn't work for you? Uh, bad CGI and just the overall length of the movie. I think
1: when re-examining the movie itself, I'm like, there really just didn't seem like there was enough time between when this unknown disaster hit in 2013, with it being 1997 when the movie came out, how is it that it's disabled all forms of technology and communication? If it had been seventy-five or a hundred years, it would be easy, an easier pill to swallow. The Postman, you know, has a steep reputation uh, of a film that that plumbs the depths of sentimentality, and in some ways, it is deserved. While I think it's great that he had all of his children act in his film. <laughs> once you that. realize that the young girl who has a crush on the Postman is his daughter, it's. Kind of weird. Yeah. Ugh. I got this great idea for a scene. Please, Dad, don't. I don't want to be in it. No, Dad. No, 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 no. Come on. All right, come on, <laughs> come on. Yeah, that's a little. That's Jamie, a
0: little Jamie kept noticing. That's a little gross. Uh, he escapes the Eighth Army. Overnight's in the mail truck with uh, General, with uh, Postmaster Scully. <laughs> then he gets into the town where he bangs Uncle Deacon from Nashville's wife. Okay. Gets her pregnant, right? Now you've got nine months. You've got a nine-month ticking clock. All of this movie happens within nine months.
1: I never thought about that. Yeah. Think about that. Or maybe the gestation period in this new apocalyptic world is like three years.
0: years. (laughs) (laughs) It never had the bad mumps. (laughs) Uh, whatever her name is, the actress. Yes. So she's pregnant and it's his kid and they go from what's her name? Uh, Olivia Olivia, Williams. Olivia Munn. Olivia Williams. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they go from him getting her pregnant to wouldn't it be great if wars were fought by the assholes at stardom. All of that happens within easily nine months.
1: Yeah. When it should have been like
0: you know, like I said, they could—they should have spaced it out over. I don't. Know, what the hell do I know? But. Maybe the acid rain caused, you know, longer gestation periods.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was like three years or four years before she had
0: her deformed baby. That is telling the story. That's the—that's the daughter Dan telling the story. Yeah, I know. I don't know, man. Do you have a magic wand? Uh, let's see here. It's really a great story.
1: Uh, honestly, I said if you could make one change in the film, I said I'd probably chop the film down by 20 minutes and lose the scene with Tom Petty. It just feels oh. self-serving. I know. I said rather than yeah, truly moving right. the story. Right. It
0: doesn't move the story. No, it doesn't. But it it's, only, it's, one of the, it's one of the few fun bits in yes. an otherwise long, drab movie.
1: Um, Ironically, Costner gave up his starring role in Air Force Run. They feel good. Patriotic action movie. Air Force different. Run? Air Force One. You said Air Force Run. I said Air Force One. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Let's check the tape.
1: Costner gave up his starring role in Air Force Run. Air Force Run. Air Force Run. Air Force Run.
0: I don't think we need to search for any more evidence. I hate you. <laughs> I have the editing button, and you will <laughs> you will do whatever I say. <laughs>
1: But it is funny that he gave up a, a, a patriotic action movie that did really financially
0: well in order to do the Postman, which was another patriotic so, movie. Follow me. Given given that scenario, uh-huh. Kevin Costner's version of Air Force One would have been terrible because <laughs> because Harrison Ford. Well, yeah, uh, as bad in a lot of ways as the Postman is, I'm glad he made this movie. It's good. It's a good. It's it's a good story, and you have to. You have to get yourself in a headspace to watch it. It's don't turn this shit on on a Sunday afternoon past past three, because um, it's going to eat up your afternoon and evening. Because you're going to have to pause it to pee. You're going to have to pause it to answer at the door to get pizza or Chinese. You're going to have to answer it to go cook dinner. And then it turns into a seven-hour. movie. It turns into a seven-hour movie. It's one of my notes here is it would have been in modern times in in today's. Parlance, if you will. This would have been a ten-part. Well, it would like, have been a two-parter, or actually, it would have been like, like he a, did with the Hatfields and McCoys. It would okay, have been like a, a three-part a television yeah, show. Yeah. Okay. In that regard, uh, pretty cool. Or okay. even a water. Uh, I'm sorry. Even a Postman Part One, and then at Christmas time, Postman Part Two comes out. Or shit, even make it a trilogy. I'm sure you could probably pan enough out of it to make a trilogy. Um, as far as the magic wand goes. It's, it's. We've said it. We've said it and said it and said it so many times. Just cut it down. Trim it. Trim it to 215 like Waterworld. Waterworld doesn't move poorly. No, it doesn't. It moves smoothly, right? Like over water. Skimming. Yeah, just skimming. This one could move by There's a lot. <laughs> sleet of night. I don't know. The postman thing. Um, There's a lot more terrain to get through. <laughs> Uh, if you had to recast the lead... Did I put one of those? I'm sure I did. <laughs> uh, no? I've got a few. Okay. I've got a few. So you go first. Let I you... have one. Okay, what's yours? Tom Hanks. 1995 Tom Hanks? Yeah. Okay. Apollo Apollo. So between Forrest 10? Gump and Apollo 13? I
1: mean, he was really hitting oh, yeah. big yeah, yeah, in yeah. mid-90s. So well, he hit I, big in 1989.
0: Well, yeah. Was it 88? Yeah. Ah, shit. <laughs> um, no, Tom Hanks... He wasn't ready to be this kind of role in 1995, but by 2002 when he did Road to Perdition, I think maybe both.
1: Maybe this would have ruined his career instead of <laughs> Kevin
0: Costner's. And, and let's be honest, I'm glad it ruined Kevin Costner's career. It, he got demoted quite a bit. It choked him down. Yeah. If I were to recast the lead, okay. Let me go realistic first and go 1995 Brad Pitt. Not for the sex appeal. No, I know.
1: I'm just trying to just for because 95 Brad Pitt was like seven Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. so
0: okay. But I... you could do like Legends of the Fall, 94, right. like a li- little more longer hair. <laughs> little, yeah, a little more subdued, a okay. little more. It's a more uh, or yeah, okay. Go with another famous Elvis impersonator, Kurt Russell as Jack Burton as the Postman. It's all in a return address. Over the top. Just make it just a com- <laughs> just over the freaking top, man. I don't have any. I don't. Have, that's all I got. <laughs> the postman, double or nothing. <laughs> nothing or double. The postman, part two. Nothing. Return to sender. <laughs> Postage due. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, can you
1: provide a better or at least comparable recommendation of the same genre?
0: I said it for Waterworld. I'm saying it for this. The Road Warrior okay. or Waterworld.
1: Okay. I can see Waterworld being that. I'm like I said, in all honesty, if you like this film, you mostly like Kevin Costner. If you haven't seen Dances with Wolves, that would be my first recommendation. If you're looking for post-apocalyptic adventure with a similar feel, but with more action and an interesting premise, I would consider watching The Book of Eli. With, I've uh,
0: never seen that. Yeah. With uh, Denzel? Yeah. Yeah, that could be good. I've, I, I take that back. I've if seen, you want
1: post-apocalyptic
0: kind of feel, that's what I would recommend. Yeah, I've oh, seen right. I Actually, I take that back. I saw a few, maybe 20, 30 minutes of it at the gym once on the treadmill. Yeah. Completely non-sequitur, but I have here uh, Waterworld action movie. The Postman in action movie. In action. <laughs> <laughs> I think it still holds up, and it's weird.
1: In its weird way, I'm like, does the film feel outdated because the postal service is now used to deliver your Amazon packages more (laughs) than personal letters? Maybe. But there's something special about receiving a personal piece of mail delivered right to your house that just doesn't occur like it used to. (laughs) That's how I look at it going, well, does it hold up in regards to getting my Amazon packages? No.
0: (laughs) The year is 2,500. (laughs) I'm your new postman. Bullshit. You aren't authorized by shit. I've got your copy of Biggins, Volume 5, to the sheriff of Bridgetown. Oh, that's me. (laughs) Kurt Russell is the postman. This Christmas, Um, your package is delivered. Your package is delivered.
1: Final thoughts? Have Um, you any? I do. Um, I just put, like, the postman is a rousing touching exciting adventure that does have a great deal to offer costner's portrayal of the postman is likable he's intelligent but you know he does have those like every every man quality like indiana jones right except not as good
0: not as not nearly right. as good.
1: on the whole it makes fairly good use of its length to deliver the grandiose story but it does feel a little long in the tooth it just feels kind of like it's an underrated film. I think a lot of people crap on it because it's just people felt like, I don't like Kevin Costner at this very moment, and this movie sucks, so I'm going to give him crap for it. <laughs> sure. Because that's what it feels like. I think critics were out for blood. They turned on Costner for some reason. I'm not sure why. Because the film isn't even as close to as bad as it's received as it was received in 97 and agree, while it, you agree. know while it has been like while it may have been like a box office bomb it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad film but it's it's definitely it needs some alterations to make it better than it is sure
0: i guess Oregon is one of my favorite places on earth it's it has such a natural beauty that is sort of it it shares it with with Washington state but uh, it's sort of its own. And this film captures a bit of that. That said, um, for the love of God, this film could have been a great sci fi action post apocalyptic cowboy western flick. It could use a serious trim and then another serious trim. <laughs> <laughs> the themes and message are easily enough to kinda of ring true in uh, today's political climate. I kinda
1: like you could trim off all the fat. And then I can't eat a piece I can't eat a piece of meat that big. can you please cut it in
0: half? Yes, please cut it in half. I'll have some later, <laughs> apart from kind of being it it wasn't so on the nose politically twenty odd years ago, but now it's sort of like kinda scary um apart from that, it's really dry, whereas water world is wet, yeah See you next week, kids. This is kind of cozy dry world. <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, of the two, I'd rather watch Waterworld.
1: All right, kids. Uh,
0: until next week. I'm Nathan. And I'm Travis. Mm-hmm. And you are you. and We are we, and he is he, and we are all together. Have a great week. Bye. Six Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production. You can like and follow them on Facebook at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast and on Instagram at Six Pack Double Feature. They aren't on Twitter because Twitter is dumb. In Northeast Asia we call this type of thing bad karma.